for consent. I'll give you my consent, Wiki. Thanks, darling. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to... Uh, fuck's sake, I need, I need to... Our current predicament. Um... <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Week in Review. Uh, Michael Curzon is once again on a holiday in Wales. You'd think you and I ran the whole magazine, Luke, with uh, the amount of absence we have to put up with. But um, I'm here, as always, as is um, Monsieur Luke Perry. Luke, how are you, sir? Yes, I'm very well. Curzon has gone to um, speak with the, the Welsh First Minister two metres apart, as um, per the regulation still. And uh, I think it's my duty to comment on the weather. Now, it, it is dark, but I yes. look to the east and do not see any petrol bombs from St. Petersburg here. So, mm-hmm. so far, we're in the clear. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. actually, speaking of the weather, actually, um, I, I chose to do a... Because, so, today was was um, my last day at a job I've been working since uh, since July. So, I started to walk home, like a scenic route today. I was on the seafront, and the sun was setting on the water, and it was just absolutely gorgeous. It didn't look like January at all. Um yeah, that that uh that that brings me joy, and uh and now to sap it away, we will discuss the week's events because it's never optimistic when you are uh on our side of things. Um, and yeah, we we we've been going into uh, party gates a lot recently, going into the Tories a lot recently. A bit of a lull week as the Suge report isn't out yet. Um, I but so we 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 may come back to that next week depending on when it comes out. But this weeks and through for the last few weeks uh, main story is the uh, potentiality of um armed conflict uh, major armed conflict on the continent for the first time since oh, in this region about 2014 but um in a meaningful way since the since the, pre- the balkan war um and that is obviously the uh increasing tensions between uh nato and the russian federation um i think we both agree that war with russia is a catastrophically stupid thing to pursue oh yes uh, i think tucker carlson was on his show recently and he says um so after spending 20 years in the graveyard of empires the american regime has started to do the next best thing invade russia in winter right precisely uh, that was a um that was a, a an oren mcintyre tweet um yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it is true. I mean, you know, um, you think the 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 nose would still be bloodied from the utter humiliation of the the pullout in Afghanistan, essentially making the the twenty year occupation of Afghanistan completely for nothing. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, there's there's two countries that history tells you to never uh, go into a forever war with. It's Russia and. <laughs> Afghanistan and anything um, which involves crossing the English Channel as well. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, it's 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 funny, isn't it? Because um, it it sort of puts to bed the the notion that um, Trump was some sort of Russian asset uh, when you consider that since the fall of the Soviet Union, Russia has made two substantial moves against Ukrainian uh, sovereignty. The first being the annexation of Crimea uh, in 2014 and this being the second um, sort of two presidencies either side of the Trump administration and during those four years that Trump was in the White House um, Russia was pretty quiet um, it sort of puts to bed a lot of narratives um, but again you know it's the sort of thing where the war machine's turning Lockheed's Martin smell the blood of young working class men and they're you know 
churning out the um, the uh, the agitprop for war. And the CIA is perhaps looking to pit American teenagers against Russian teenagers. And um, I, I don't see where, where this goes from here, whether Putin is keen on conquering Ukraine, whether the US is out to just flex its flapid muscles. But um, I think it's, it's the two countries, Ukraine and Russia, have just a history which is sort of far too complicated and so personal that mm. the West really does not need to get involved to check Russian aggression, perhaps, but not through sending in troops to prop up a um, soon-to-be-annihilated Ukrainian military. Hmm. Yes, I mean, there is a lot of talk about, you know, the the, the Russians amassing um, on on the Ukrainian border. And uh, it seems the, 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 the European continent is rather split on the matter. I mean, um, we've seen recently that... that um, that the uh, the UK has been flying over um, uh, certain resources over to the, uh, the U- over to the Ukraine, um, but also that Germany appears to be sort of attempting to sabotage. And it's something quite interesting is that in that it's it's sort of it seems like it's exposing a rift within NATO, where you know I mean the 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 American establishment, whether it comes in the red flavor or the blue flavor, um, they like they quite like war. Um, that's generally to be understood whereas the sort of the western european nations particularly germany seem to be um more keen to uh, appease russia which is which is quite um interesting as um the the, the the germans have basically decommissioned their um nuclear energy system yeah. throughout the country um which coincides with you know an increasing dependency on on nord stream um so, I mean, you know, it's it's the same thing, you know, it's, it's, it's just like, it's vague geopolitical interests manifesting themselves in bloodshed. You mentioned that Europe is quite split on the matter. I think most of, some of Ukraine is as well. Right, I mean, right. the, the parts where Russia really wants in their grasp again, are Crimea and Eastern Ukraine, and given you know, genocide and other things, have a lot of ethnic Russians in them who rather view themselves as Russia. This is what happens when you cross the European continent. You see many different ethnicities who do not claim that uh, their capital city is uh, the one that's on the UN charter list. Right. And um, so I think, and particularly in Western Europe, yes, of course, it's going to be split because America is uh, thousands upon thousands of miles away and can and can dip in and out of the European theatre whenever it wants, and, and it has done so in the past. Well, I mean, and, can, um, can it, though? I mean, because, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, American military might, but, I mean, a lot of the, the socio-political engineering within the military is just weakening it. You know, the, the American military has become the latest tool of egalitarianism. You know, um, I, think it's, I think it's General Mike Milley, who's um, an absolute loudmouth when it comes to this, you know, just... vacuous progressive nonsense um and you know in terms of uh, a fighting military it doesn't matter how diverse or how welcoming it is what you need is an effective fighting unit whereas with this you know identity laden um egalitarianism it's a race to the bottom um and i i think if you know if in goth bed it does you know go hot in eastern europe um, i think the american war machine will be far more neutered now than it was you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago. If the American guns do land, American troops do land in Ukraine, it, it, they'll, they'll get a bloody nose. 
and it'll be even worse than Afghanistan. And I think the US would see this as an opportunity to sort of revitalize NATO, which is was just America how America holds power over the national security interests of Europe. And as I say, it was born in the Cold War to check the Soviet Union, which last I checked fell 30 years ago. And um, so, and as I say, America is just, particularly with the rise of China as well, is just looking to project it, its strength on, onto the world stage. And this is what happens when empires are in terminal decline. They um, either support or try and fight a small nation. That's, mm. that's what Russia did itself with under the Tsar with Japan. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, I think that's what, again, what the US sort of tried to do with Iraq. Well, I mean, granted, there was oil involved in that as well. I mean, and, and same going full circle with the Soviets in Afghanistan in the in the late 70s. Yeah. yeah. The US still thought it was a good idea. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it does it does genuinely seem like we are in the death spiral of, you know, Pax Americana. Um You know, you, you could sort of, you could debate the, the, the starting point, be it, 1945 or 1990-1991. Um, I mean, it, it does seem like it's over. I mean, America just seems to be in such eternal decline, quite like the UK, or at least quite like the UK was in the, say, the interwar period. Um, I, I, I don't see America coming out of this stronger at all, you know. Um, and interestingly, um, uh, Peter Hitchens has been quite hawkish on, on, on the matter and essentially saying, you know, whether you like it or not, Russia has its interests and it will defend them. Um, whereas, uh, and, and you know, it, it's on Russia's doorstep. You know, America just—I I just don't think it has the, the 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 heroic will to fight a bloody you know postmodern war um, halfway around the world. Yeah. I, th- I think I think America would lose. I think I think NATO would lose. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think what one of our columnists, the Collingwood or Friedrich Edwards wrote that um, war is basically a battle of wills and that Russia has always tried to project its influence into Eastern Europe, not through sort of imperial conquests and nicking the natural resources, but because as a basic defence of its own nation. Yeah, because just where to, Russia uh, lies, it's on the northern European plains and the steppes and that allows armies to just storm across it as they have done in the past and which have led to the deaths of millions of Russians. Yeah. So that, that And... In the Cold War, the uh, the Warsaw Pact was basically just a defence against an American-led invasion. Yeah, and so that's what Russia wants. But uh, so, say Russia does fulfil that goal. Looking at it from our perspective, would it get any further? If if Russia passes over the Rhine, yes, we're probably in a bit of trouble. But a, a, a Russia, an Eastern Europe under the control of Russia, I really don't think how that would interfere with Britain's national interests in particular. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, because also the, the, there's a you know, there's a distinct difference between um, a, a colonial presence and a sphere of influence. You know, yeah. I mean, that, that part of Europe has always been in the Russian sphere of influence. I mean, they they speak Russian. I mean, if you look at um, the, the 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 2014 conflict, I mean, um, I mean, for for right or wrong, and I'm, I'm I'm really applying no moral appendix to this, but Crimea does seem to be if not predominantly, at least substantially Russian. Same in Donbass. You know, there's a very large um, uh, linguistically Russian, um, culturally Russian, and nationalistically Russian um, current in there. Yeah. You see that that all over Europe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and obviously, I I, I, I don't think 
Russia would, you know, invade and bring Ukraine to heel and, you know, end its, you know, sovereignty and, you know, the hammer and sickle will, you know, <laughs> be unfurled from the Kremlin and it's back to, you know, 1963. I, it's, it's ultimately just looking at average interests. But I mean, all you need to do really is compare um, military ads, um, enlistment adverts between America and Russia. Whereas, you know, I mean, ultimately, I mean, this is make of this what you will, but I mean, ultimately, as brutal as it sounds, war is a man's game. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I know you're referencing what the uh, the old genderqueer US advert where um, I was raised by two strong mommies and then I joined the military because of some reason and you got the Russian advert. But again, they shot it in about 5% brightness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's, that... not that's not because of an Arctic winter. No, no, no. They're just tough fighting men hmm. and I mean, that nation has had to be in order to survive yeah i mean if that's the way if that's the direction of travel you want to go with uh what is still just about a, a hegemonic military power fine but don't expect to win any wars against yeah. people who aren't taught to distrust or re resent their homeland you know like i get the feeling that that if I mean, I don't know to what extent it actually has permeated within the rank and file of the US military. I mean, I, I think it's still probably more conservative than most other institutions. But I, I, I do think, just, just based on how it's depicted and, and the sort of type of people you see, I think Russians are probably more likely to fight to the bitter end for their country. Oh, yeah. I guess they have done. And, and, and they will do so again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think the the uh, the teenagers and the young adults being drafted or enlisting in the Russian military probably don't need to draft that many people, and it will just sign up. Have mm. lived a much harder life than your typical U.S. enlistment. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, because they... the nineties in Russia was hard. Yeah. And and they they just live in more brutal conditions. Um, yeah. You know, it's the 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 climate is far less comfortable, far less temperament, temperamental. It's just you know, it's just a, it's a it's a tougher place. Yeah. yeah. If you ever meet, if you if you ever met a Russian, like they're not people. Well, Peter, you... but mm. oh, okay, yeah, sure, P Peter Tushikin. But I mean, he, <laughs> he's he's essentially a, a, a quaint Anglo at this point. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I. I'm not sure how much more of this we can really uh, go into, but I mean, it's just you know, I think one, it's it's utterly pointless to 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 go to this war. Two, it's um, and also okay, actually, this is something that we can go into, and we can go into it now that we're not not on YouTube anymore. Um, is you know, there are a few conveniences about the Biden Nanbin's extreme willingness to to ride out for UK. Considering that the widely suppressed Hunter Biden laptop scandal does implicate the U.S. government's, you know, top brass at least, at least ostensibly with Russia, with uh, sorry, Ukrainian in interests, you know, and, and if you want to understand why modern nations go to war outside of you know existential threat to their existence, which isn't the case with the USA, it's predominantly money. Oh yes, well, I think by by the end of a nation's life, it wars are conquest for the sake of it, and um, 
the American regime it is just but like, like Russia, it was just built on expanding its sphere of influence, and that sphere of influence was to completely open up markets. And if no one to buy, just get the CIA to launch a coup, and then you control the the market for whatever goods the country sells. Mm. But uh, yes, yeah, so now you bring it up, I, I do remember it. How um, the Silicon Valley cartel completely memory hold that story. Oh yeah, in, in a in a blatant example of of election rigging, and which is also br- brings me on to to something else. Now, if you were to take, uh, if you were just to film America now, would it be a documentary or could it be seen as propaganda? In in the right hands, P- Putin playing America's own liberal propaganda, like what it plays in schools, or just letting the Russian people know it's diversity courses and all strands and institutions. That would be a very effective. That is a very effective weapon at the moment. That's what really? Eastern Europe is doing ahead of a lot, like Hungary. It is pointing mm. to the West and saying, "Do you want to be like them?" Yeah, and the people go, "No, no, great, more votes." I, mean, I, 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 I can't imagine it's too dissimilar from American rhetoric around the Soviet Union. Right? I can't imagine it's too different from the from the Red Scare. It's like these these people will come. These people will tear down your country and place it with something, something alien and inferior. Mm. Yeah, you know, and I mean, you know, ultimately, I mean, they're the countries that aren't, you know, unraveling. Yeah, I, th- I think we have sort of come to the uh, the conclusion of our take on the um, <laughs> potential, hopefully not Russia-Ukrainian conflict point nine zero or whatever. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. J- j- just to yeah. be clear, I don't want a war to happen. I, I think yes, it would be. We, I, I do not disaster. want to bring gender-neutral bathrooms to Volgograd, okay? Yeah, precisely, precisely. Oh, God, we are such wild cards without Michael here. <laughs> it's an unofficial OCP. I mean, we're uncontrollable. That is true. That is true. We are We are ungovernable. Um, well, yes, I think, um, and uh, fittingly on that, on that, uh, on that bombshell, uh, or lack thereof, um, we'll leave it for another week of The Week in Review. I've been SD Wicket. Thank you, Luke Perry, for joining me. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Cheers.